Greetings to the IAOMS community around the world. This is Deborah Zavaladil, and I'm here with the IAOMS podcast series. Today, we interview Dr. Daniel Buckbinder, who is from New York City by way of Montreal. Yeah. Dr. Buckbinder, thank you for being here with us today. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about you, your career, your journey in OMF surgery? So uh, I was raised in Montreal, Canada, uh, where I uh, went to dental school and then decided to go into oral and maxillofacial surgery. And I uh, did my residency training at uh, Mount Sinai in New York City, where I also completed, uh, went to medical school. Um, and uh, I've been really fortunate because uh, since that time, I got into an academic career at Mount Sinai and have spent really uh, my whole career in academia at Mount Sinai Medical Center in New York. And what was it about academia that drew you? Well, I, uh, you know, I thought I wanted to be challenged every day uh, when I went to work, and I thought that there was nothing that would be more challenging than actually being challenged by young um, residents that were hungry to learn. So, and uh, teaching has always sort of been a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. So it was really the ideal job for me. Mm. And you've enjoyed it ever since? I have, I have. You know, like everything else in life, sometimes you have ups and downs. But uh, certainly for the, I would say for the vast majority, it's been, uh, it's been an incredible ride. So what do you think are, you know, one or two of your most um, fond memories of, of your academic career? Um, I think probably the most satisfying um, thing in an academician's career is uh, what his um, residents end up doing. Mm. And I have to say that I'm very proud of the uh, residents that I've been fortunate enough to train, maybe impact, and the stellar careers they've had uh, since. You know, they always you always say that you want your kids, and you know. Residents are essentially your kids uh, to be better than you, and that's certainly been the case over the years. Very gratifying, I'm sure. Yes, yes. Fantastic. What about um, a challenge throughout your career, or in, at some point in your career, something that's challenged you, or a difficult decision you've had to make? Yeah, so one of the, probably one of the most difficult decisions I've had to make um, was uh, the decision to go back to medical school because when I trained in my, and probably one of the most rewarding uh, decisions I've made also at the same time. Uh, initially, I had trained as a single degree uh, oral and maxillofacial surgeon at Mount Sinai. And uh, subsequently, I really felt um, that if I wanted to be an educator and especially teaching uh, a program that was a dual degree program, that uh, I really needed to experience what my residents would experience and decided to go back to medical school relatively late in life in my uh, late 30s. Mm. So, uh, so that was a bit of a challenge having two kids, one on the way, expenses and so on, and having a very good job at the time. Uh, so taking sort of uh, 10 steps back before yeah. I could take a step forward, so I would say this was a little bit challenging, but I've never regretted that decision. So at the end, it was a very good decision for me. And did you say that you have a family of a lot of physicians? Yeah, I come from a family of physicians. Um, I uh, My first instinct was to go into dentistry mm -hmm. uh, because uh, 
I wanted to be different, you know, sure. and, uh, and I did not want to be just yet another physician in the family. Um, but uh, I soon found out that I was missing sort of the, uh, the ability to, uh, to take care of the patient as a whole and not just sort of focus on the oral health. Um, and uh, that drove me uh, or to gravitated uh, towards a career in oral and maxillofacial surgery because it's something that I had always uh, contemplated when I was in dental school and I thought that this was an ideal way of um, uh, basically mixing dentistry and medicine and uh, taking care of uh, relatively six patients whether they were uh, trauma patients um, or you know, unfortunate individuals that had had neck cancer or changing the lives of uh, kids with cleft lip and palate surgery or you know, uh, congenital skeletal deformities of the face and uh, jaws. And uh, you know, there's no other specialty in the world that really allows you such a wide scope of practice. Um, I'm very grateful um, that I chose this profession and it's been a wonderful ride for now about 35 years. And so has that wide scope of practice always been there or has it gotten increasingly wider as, as your career has gone on? Yeah, oh certainly it's gotten a lot wider um, as my uh, career has gone on and, um, and I've been very proud to see that because uh, when I first started uh, my training there was a line drawn in the sand uh, between oral and maxillofacial surgeons and the uh, competing specialties, if you want to call that, and especially in the United States. And then uh, slowly those walls came down. And, uh, you know, I was uh, fortunate to be one of the first um, surgeons to really get involved in microvascular reconstruction of, uh, of the cancer patient. So we started in 1986. I was really fortunate to uh, meet and uh, connect with my partner of 35 years now, who was a head and neck surgeon, Mark Erkin, and um, we started a program for head and neck oncology and uh, reconstructive surgery. And he's taught me a lot over the years, and I've been able to teach that to my residents, so it's been uh, also very fortunate. Wonderful. Um, so speaking of having a partnership, uh, what do you think it takes to have a successful partnership with another surgeon for as long as you have? Well, I think uh, like every like every relationship, really, whether it be marriage, residency, you know, partners in uh, at work, uh, in business, I think there's a lot of give and take, and it's a lot of yin and yang. So, you know, good cop, bad cop. So you have to really sort of uh, role play sometimes and change and you have to roll with the punches you know some days are better than others and you go through difficulties but at the end you know if your goal is the same if you want to take care of patients uh, make them feel better there's nothing more rewarding than uh, seeing a uh, you know an unfortunate patient stricken with uh, oral cancer you know you can um, and and dramatically changing their lives uh, with the procedures that we uh, you know that we do day in day out and do you talk about that a lot with your residents about sort of the you know the impact on the patient? I mean, is that just present all the time as you're as they're going through their program? Yeah, this is uh, this is very important to me, and uh, really, if you want to call it bedside manner or interaction with patients, uh, has been a 
big part of the um, way I teach the residents. So I usually uh, have one of the residents accompany me in my clinic and uh, they are able to see uh, how we interact with patients. More important, they see uh, the patient's reaction to our treatment. So they're able to see uh, how grateful the patients are and, uh, you know, and how rewarding what we do really is and the impact on the patient's life lives and you know that's the most important thing um, I guess for the residents because they can see that they've chosen a career that's very rewarding uh, and that's uh, you know that they when when you impact somebody's life the way we do um, I think it makes you really want to get up in the morning and go to work absolutely well, that's great. Um, what about the international community? I'd like to ask you about that just a little bit since you're a member of IEOMS um, and I know you speak at ICOMS and you're a very um, engaged member. What impact has that had on your career? So I think uh, the idea of exchanging um, our knowledge with colleagues from all over the world is one of the most important sort of uh, things that I've done in my career because, uh, you know, it's, we live in such a small world right now. And, uh, you know, with the internet, with uh, travel the way it is, uh, you know, it would be a shame to live in, in your own silo and to look at what you do. Um, and it's uh, so much better to be a part of a wider community. I think the, uh, the, uh, friends that I've made at the IOMS, the colleagues that have taught me uh, uh, at the IOMS um, has been very rewarding uh, to me and we've, I've built a really a social network or a community all around the world so, and that's been very important not only for me but for my residents when they've asked me if you know we could uh, you know if Dr. So-and-so has tremendous expertise in, uh, in the UK or so on and I've been able to pick up the phone, make a phone call, and arrange for them to go uh, visit uh, their mm -hmm. idol or the mm -hmm. icon. Mm -hmm. And that's been very impactful for them as well. So, uh, you know, it's very important, I think, to be a part of a larger community, such as the IALMS. The world is a big place, but smaller every day, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, if you could give your residents one piece of advice as they move through their career, what, what might that be? I think uh, work hard, try your best, you know, not everything's going to go your way, mm -hmm. but hopefully most things will go your way. Uh, I think that uh, be honest, uh, be honest with yourself, be honest with your patients and take some time for yourself and your family because uh, that's really important. Sometimes we focus so much on our work and we tend to neglect you know, our loved ones, but uh, I think the younger generation have much, a much better balance between work life, so maybe they should be giving me some more advice. But, uh, <laughs> but I think it's, uh, you know, and I, I tell them every day, I say, you've chosen the greatest profession in the world. I don't think there's any specialty in medicine or dentistry that allows you to do so much and be so happy, so. It's wonderful, and, and you seem to share that sentiment with everyone that's come through these doors, so it's wonderful to hear that about the profession overall, yeah. that there's such passion 
yeah, around yeah. what you can do to help. It really is a wonderful uh, profession. Well, thank you so much. Um, again, I was here with Dr. Daniel Buckbinder. Thank you, Dr. Buckbinder. Really appreciate your thoughts today. Thank you for having me stop by. Thank you once again for listening to the IAOMS podcast series. IAOMS members receive additional benefits such as access to the IJOMS, educational resources, reduced rates for conferences, and more. To join or renew your membership, please visit www.iaoms.org. Keep up to date with our weekly podcast by following IAOMS on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest news. See you next week.